0: Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast Wrestling Edition. Today, we are going to be updating you on a whole lot of things that have been happening in the wrestling world with our wrestling expert, Mr. Jacob Mason. How are you doing today, sir? Dude, I am good. I'm happy to be here. Ready to do another podcast. It's going to be a good
1: time. Good good things.
0: Good things. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. So the biggest things is we're going to talk about uh, AW Full Gear that's happened weeks ago. We're going to talk about Survivor Series. Catch you all up on what's going on as we're getting to the end of 2022. Shoot. Jacob, Full Gear went down. How do you want to do? You want to just start at the biggest match? You want to work some too? Pick some matches? How are you feeling about it? Uh,
1: let's just start from the bottom and work our way up.
0: So, so, on the so we're starting with the ten man match. Yeah. So you had man, this is a, you had the factory, Orange Cassidy, the best friends, and all that jizzy jazz. How did you? Best friends came out on top. Yeah, they beat the factory. Oh yeah, yeah uh,
1: the, factory factory's just a job squad for AEW.
0: Oh man.
1: <laughs> I That's mean, you. they they are completely. I mean, they... They can work. They're just they're they're jobbers. Um, There's nothing wrong with that at all. They do their job well. So that's true. That's true. Pretty pretty basic. Pretty standard. I mean, I don't think anyone was shocked by this match. mm -hmm. So best friends go over. Good stuff.
0: Then you went from full gear world title eliminator tournament semifinal. Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage. Starks defeated Cage. Were you okay with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was good with that because uh Starks is on this babyface run right now. hmm And pretty much up until what a month or two ago, he's been a heel the whole time in AEW. That's mm-hmm. so nice seeing a fresh you know, fresh change, fresh face. I I'm fine with it. Um like Maybe it's just me, but I feel like AEW has like a lot of like big impactful guys right now. Like they're I'm not saying they're like land of the giants WWE 80 status, but like there's a lot there's a lot of meat in that rank. <laughs>
2: it's
1: great. like uh like and I like Brian Cage. Brian Cage is good, but you have Brian Cage, you have Powerhouse Hobbs, you have Wardlow, you have Samoa Joe, you have that fucking Sing guy who's with Jay Lethal's like group from Ring of Honor. He's fucking massive. Like, there's a lot of big dudes in there, and Joe can stand out, and Wardlow is certainly standing out. I feel like something needs to happen with the rest of these guys to really make them stand out on their own.
0: What do you consider Eddie Kingston? Do you consider him a bigger guy, medium big? I consider him like a a. I guess when I think big
1: guy, like I'm thinking like muscle bound,
2: okay,
1: jacked up, big show esque, Wardlow, mm-hmm. Brian Cage esque type person. Eddie Kingston is just and I mean this in the nicest way possible. Eddie Kingston is a guy. And he's just fucking awesome at being just a guy. I th- that's what I like about him.
0: He's um because we're going to actually his match against June next where Kingston One, he's one of the two people I love hearing talk on AEW every time. Him Dude, and he's obviously, so
1: and real. The- Everything he says is real. I mean, me, me and my wife seen him in New York uh, back in September, and mm-hmm. just hearing him live was just sick. Dude knows what he's doing.
0: Like that line he said that night saying, just order the goddamn pay-per-view to the audience. I'm like, you you caught it right, man. He's just a guy. He's a guy's guy. Like, he's... You wouldn't think he's, like, superstar Eddie Kingston. If you met him, he, he's just a guy, man. He's a dude you meet at the bar. Yes, yes. He's a
1: tough guy at a bar, but, like, the fun, tough guy at a bar. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's that's what makes him good. He knows his role,
0: and he's just good at it. After his match, you had Jungle Boy versus, I got to make sure I say that word, Luchasaurus. Yeah, Luchasaurus. Okay, with Christian in the background. You know, Jacob, Christian Cage just had his birthday recently and all that. I will never forget that one time AEW was hyping that we signed a Hall of Fame talent, and we were all wondering who it was. I don't know why it came up in my head. And it was Christian. And I was like, oh, no disrespect to Christian, but the way they were hyping that up was just—those were some AEW good times.
1: That, God, that was such a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> just, just straight up, like, like, and I've never been like a—I've never been like a Christian guy. Like, Christian just like—he was just. Ed's on or Edge's entourage. Yeah, that's all he really was to me. And he he just didn't do much for me. That's just (laughs) just just the way it's been on always has been. Like when he came out, I was like, oh fuck, it's Captain Charisma. Here we go again. Everyone get excited. No one's excited. No one gives a shit.
0: How'd you feel about uh Perry Jungle Boy winning this one?
1: Oh, it's great. Uh they're doing this storyline. I it's a great storyline for Jungle Boy. This is just getting him ready mm-hmm. uh, to fill that main spot, in my opinion. Gotcha. Um, so you have, what was it? I don't know how many months ago now. Christian turned on Jack or Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Then Leechosaurus turned on Jungle Boy, and Jungle mm-hmm. Boy's alone, which is good because you need Jungle Boy to stand. He needs to be able to stand on his own, do his thing, show the people what he can do. So I'm good with it. Match is good. Steel cage match. The uh, elbow he threw off at the end. Beautiful elbow. I'm happy with it.
0: Well, guys, uh, this happened while we've been away. The Elite are back, officially. So that happened from the time of our last podcast to now. We saw teasers, but they are officially back. And before we talk about the match, Jacob, it... Seems we know who won the real life Punk feud since all three of them are back and Punk's nowhere to be found.
1: Punk's found. He's just doing random commentary for yes.
0: random ass MMA fights that no one knows about. Yeah, which is super weird. And then yeah, that was cre- but he's not back at AEW's at this moment in time. No. Did we expect anything less though? No, you can't or- fire the say- e- you can't fire the EVPs. I I mean the elite, it's in the
1: name of the company. Like you're not getting rid of the elite. (laughs) So uh yeah. So the elite came back and faced the death triangle for the trios Mm titles. And uh they lost, which I was good with, I was happy with because there is no reason for the elite to win those titles. Yeah, they they had you know that big spat, all the shit went down, all the drama. Death Triangle has been there forever now, and they hold it down. They do a wonderful job. They deserve those titles. So when they lost, I'm like, hell yeah, this is great. Then like three minutes later, hey, we're doing a best out of seven series for the fucking titles.
0: Yeah, I was confused about that because I'm like, when's the last wrestling best out of seven? Was that a Sheamus Cesaro thing before they became the bar years ago? I was like, I didn't know we still did best out of sevens. That's the most memorable one I can remember. Like that, I was confused. I really was confused by that because it makes me think, oh, it it has to get to three three just for like. St- I don't think the elite are going to get like swept or anything like that or lose quick. But no, not, no I think I, they're going to win it in the end,
1: though. I don't think they should, though. It should be death triangle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean that that's that. Uh, I know a lot of people bitch about you know the elite booking themselves to win,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so when everyone lo- when they lost, I. I literally everyone that i seen online and talked to they're all thought the same thing like this
0: is great they're like next day hey we're doing the best of seven series and you're like what the
1: fuck is this
0: jacob how would you feel as a wrestler in that locker room having them back knowing what all went down because punk said a whole bunch of things and there had to be some people in the back saying like oh i wish i would have said that about like the how the elite act as evps how do you feel like do you think they had to get the trust back or you think they just walked in like nothing ever happened?
1: I think for, for me, from an outsider standpoint, mm-hmm. the way I look at it is I'd be happy they're back.
2: Mm-hmm. And the
1: reason I'm happy they're back is because they defended their product and themselves. So um I can respect that from mm-hmm. just as a, Man, the man, like I I get that. I understand that that makes sense. So I'm I'm okay with it. It's the elite. Everyone wants to see the fucking
0: elite. So uh next you got Jade Cardio versus Nyla Rose, and Jade Cardio comes out on top. I, I think the biggest thing from this is not even this match, Jacob, is that Jade has a real world, not a real world, but like a mainstreamish is feud with former he doesn't rap anymore like former rapper Bow Wow. Like I think that's the uh that's the thing that are drawing in some of the casuals right now about Jade. And she's been on the Breakfast Club. So she's getting a little bit more mainstreamy. As she should. She's
1: I know everyone talks about Britt Baker running the show and shit, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be Jade. And I'm 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 okay with it. As of of right now, as of December 1st, uh, 2022, I'm good with it. Let it happen. She's been holding that
0: shit down. She has. And you know the internet wrestling community loves to throw shots at other wrestlers. They said in a year's time, Jade has improved so much, and she looks better than Ronda Rousey. Which I was like, oh, sweet lord. I mean, that's not hard to deal. Well, we'll get to that soon. But yeah, Jade, I mean, she's... She's on fire, her group and all of that. Like, the girls, like, they're just killing it. So, you had a fatal four-way for this championship match with a whole bunch of people that a lot of people know. Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, Padio, a.k.a. Cesaro for people who knew him in WWE, and one of the pillars, good old Sammy, who I, that man is hated, and it's not even, he is hated, but, how did you feel with Jericho retaining over these three? Do you think that was the right decision? Should have went to someone else. Part of me likes it because I, I I'm a big Chris Jericho fan.
1: Cause let's face it, the dude honestly, the dude is a Mount Rushmore-esque wrestler at this point.
0: I agree. He he gets left out of um Mount Rushmore-ish conversation. Obviously, you only have four spots, but to be in the conversation, I think is the biggest honor and People forget leave him out. I mean, for me, he's been in my Mount Rushmore-ish conversations ever since he beat The Rock in Austin in the same day. Yeah, don't beat the two biggest dudes in history and not be in the conversation on the same day. I just the fact that dudes
1: reinvented himself so many times yes. and it's always entertaining. Yes, some of the most memorable moments in wrestling history, like Mike promo wise, is Chris Jericho. I mean, you have to constantly say his name.
2: Oh,
1: but uh, I'm a, I was okay with Chris Jericho winning. I, I was happy with it. I mean, you do have Cesaro versus Chris Jericho coming up here for if Claudio loses, like he's got to be part of the Jericho Appreciation Society, which then begs even way more more different questions now regarding all that. Um, yeah, so
0: all in all, I was good with it. Next match, you had Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Sahara, a.k.a. Paige, Sahara, however you want to say her name. Jacob, I'm not going to lie. I was nervous. not going to lie. When this match started, I'm like, please do not get hurt. Because, again, we've said it on this podcast. Whoever approved her, from here on going forward, if something happens to her, they are coming for that doctor's head.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: but they did well, man. I mean, you talk Britt. Britt was the perfect opponent for her in her match back. She was going to take care of her, make her look good, and all that. And obviously, Britt took the fall. And at the end of the match, they they had a great moment that you know was just big, seeing AKA Paige wrestle again after five five plus years. Sounds about right. What did you think of this match?
1: Good with it. Uh, I, had, I I wasn't concerned about it. Okay. I, I wasn't too concerned about... Because one, you have Britt Baker. She's, mm-hmm. she's a professional. Of course, Paige. I'm just calling her Paige. I know that's... I don't really care. It's just so much easier. Um, so, they're both professionals. They both know what they're doing. I have absolutely no doubt, you know, they did this match probably three times before they even went to the ring.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good point.
1: So, I mean, that it, it's good. Like, it's not like you're putting her in there with fucking Ryback or something.
0: That's actually two things. One, I just get nervous when, like, people come back from super big injuries. Like, when Daniel Bryan came back, when Edge came back, like, stuff like that. But you're right, both professionals. And it's funny how you said Ryback, because the next match has Wardlow, Powerhouse, Hobbs, and Samoa Joe. Uh, Wardlow and Powerhouse off some big guys like Ryback. But how did you feel about Joe winning this? And my other question is, man, for like someone to casually keep up, AEW has a lot
1: of belts. Yeah, they went from having two belts to like fucking 37 and then, like it's hard ran- to
0: keep up if you're a casual. Like there's a lot of belts.
1: The problem is with all these fucking belts, like they haven't been of course the the world title means something, and the women's world title means something, mm-hmm. but other than that, like I feel Jade has done the best job of representing a non main belt mm-hmm. but other than that, I just feel like of course the tag titles i mean all the the mid card lower belts is what right. I'm talking about.
3: I just feel like they haven't had enough time to cook
1: like. They need to be more established and pristine. And hey, you know you're gonna fucking, you know. A lot of times it kind of feels like a twenty four seven title. This
0: shit. Yeah. And I like Samoa Joe, but I was just sitting here. I was like, dude, we got too many titles. Like we need to. They need to yeah, get well, defended better. I don't want to say better, but more emphasis on them. Or some just need to go. Yeah. Um.
1: But. Back to the match, like, good match, big guys, you know, standard, big fucking dude match. Mm -hmm. A lot of meat in that ring. And, uh, but I, I was kind of shocked Samoa Joe won. He's Joe two belts now. Yeah, I'm like, well, what the fuck are they going to do with Wardlow now? Like, Wardlow was, he wasn't officially a, a pillar, but... Honorary pillar, That's you could say.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. What are,
1: you do, what are you gonna do with him now?
0: You're obviously not gonna throw him in the main title picture right now.
1: Hell no, no. I mean, in a way, I get. We can talk about that later, but I guess you could theoretically. You definitely could.
0: Wouldn't that be too early though?
1: Way too early. You just can't have him win.
0: That'd be bad. That, yeah, but, but you, you,
1: you can't have him win. We can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll bring that one up later.
0: Jacob Men, Jeff Jarrett, your favorite AEW signee of all time <laughs> was here with Jay Lethal and Sting and Darby uh, Allen. I just love bringing up the Jeff Jarrett AEW sign because it still to me makes zero sense. But Sting and Ali, Sting and Allie, Sting and Ali defeated Jarrett and Lethal. How did? Did you care? No, I didn't get two fucks.
1: Oh. <laughs> like, which is sad. Which is really sad because, man, years ago, if you would have told me, like, hey, we're going to have Sting in a match, Darby Allen, uh, Jay Lethal in a match, you'd be like, dude, that's so fucking awesome. That's going to be a killer match. It's going to be so good. All three are fucking amazing. You throw Jeff Jarrett in the whole mix, I'm like, dude, fuck this match. Yeah, it was true. Like, I, I hated on Christian's fucking debut. God, I hate fucking Jeff Jarrett so much more.
0: No, no, I was calling him Darby Alley. When it was Darby Allen, but that's okay. But this match, before we get to the last, this one, Jesus, we saw so much more. But this one really had me. had me not because of the quality, but because it was finally. There's so much stuff going on in this. I'm talking about the interim world title match between Tony Storm and Jamie. Tony and. Now she's relinquished the interim title part. Thunder Rosa, there was real shit going on. Because they were really just like, hey, if you're injured, you need to get that title off. And then she's like, whoa. I mean, I'm trying to come back. Like, there was some real stuff going on. And when Tony won the title, when we reviewed it when she won, we were all shocked because we were like, Tony. But last time we talked, Tony wanted this opportunity and... I haven't been impressed. I wasn't impressed, and I like Tony Storm. It's just I don't think she really like took the ball with it. Am I being too nah. hard on her?
1: Nah, she, you're one hundred percent right. That that was a fucking shitty title run. Like that was that that was like a bad attempt of letting the title make you, not you make the title type deal. And dude, yeah, fuck. I like Tony Storm. That sucked. She's fucking i don't want to say boring but listen if i see her come up in a match like hey i gotta take a piss i really don't care if i go and miss this match it's not the end of the
0: world for me yeah now you got jamie as true champ no interim nothing that just happened a couple days after full gear it's her time man a lot of people she's been a fan favorite a lot of people been asking for jamie to be champ and here we are I already know I've seen some criticism. Like, man, why are they letting Britt Baker talk for her so much? She needs to talk for herself. When are they gonna separate? Like, what do you think we're gonna get out of this Jamie run? Because this is a fresh, fresh face as champ.
1: You have a lot of options you can go with. Certainly, I have to imagine her and Britt Baker are going to end up feuding. I think that's going to I think uh I don't know, just off top of my head, something I could see. I could see uh
0: Jamie versus like Paige. I was gonna ask that. Good point. I was. I'm literally gonna ask you. Are they gonna do the same thing that they did with Punk? A couple mat because what they gave Punk a was it even a full year before he won the title. Yeah, because he came back last summer. He came back like around that summer because everyone was coming back in 2021 summer, but it wasn't like summer 2022 when he won the title. He didn't win it like this year because he's already had it. Couple, are they gonna do the same t- thing with Paige? Couple matches here there, then their next omega oh, big pay-per-view in the summer in 23 perverse hater. We all know Paige is gonna win. I don't know. It couple different options you can go with here. I off the top of my
1: head, I could see them having a match and having mm-hmm. Britt Baker accidentally or on purposely fucking mm-hmm. up the match for Jamie Hader. Mm-hmm. Therefore, You can lose the title, feud up with Britt, and then go back after the title. You could do something like that, but you have a lot. But then you have fucking Jade Cargill in there. Sooner or later,
0: she is going to have to actually, yeah, it's it's sooner or later. She's going to have to, I mean, I don't know if they'll have her drop that and then go there. But sooner or later, it's going to be time for her.
1: Yeah, because when she comes up, whether to be... uh, well, she's going to drop the title or not? She could go into, she go for double champ status.
0: She could, she could.
1: And uh, but fuck, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where you go with this. But I am excited though because, like you said, this is a brand new, fresh face. Yes, this is, this is good. Hey, here's the ball. Run the court. Do your thing.
0: Make it happen. Yeah. And even though this is a WWE reference, Alexa Bliss was on Bleacher Report. And she talked about, they were talking, asking her if she wanted to be champion again. And she said she was super excited when Liv won because, you know, you see the, and I know this was a sneak disc. You see the same people winning the championship all the time in the women's, especially currently now. So I almost felt the same way about AEW. It's like, man, whoever beats Britt's going to be champ. Like I was like, Tony, it just, she won, but it was just, I didn't believe. I didn't believe she was going to go like a six eight year run thing i was waiting for rosa to come back to put her back on the ball so she could drop it properly but jamie is a whole new face as the main women's champion of a wrestling promotion so we're gonna wait and which see is, which is honestly probably the best thing yeah the division currently right now like
1: le- legitimately like hey let's fucking let's let's go fresh start from new let it run
0: yeah because whenever rosa comes back she will get her title shot back if she comes back Ooh got fucking real heat that is true we're thinking that is true like it it was getting rough i didn't think people and rosa and the women i didn't know what the hell was going i don't know if she got arrogant because she became the new champ after brit like you said if so you're thinking it's going to be
1: that hot i mean i i'm just going by what what i see Mm -hmm. what i see as someone who had the championship I get if you're gonna take off for medical reasons or personal reasons or whatnot. Yeah. But if you're gonna be that champion, you gotta do the fucking job. Yeah. You got you gotta drop that fucking belt because you're just at that point, you're being fucking selfish. You don't even have to wrestle a fucking match. You go like, hey, I got some personal shit I gotta deal with. I'll be back. Don't worry. Until that time, this belt deserves to
0: be defended. How much is that on man? I was gonna go a whole thing without mentioning his name almost. How much is that on Tony? Because he's like, you're going to be like, hey, man, what are the doctors saying? If you're going to be out for, we can't just have our, we can't have this interim title for a month, man. Like, you know, we'll drop the title. You'll come out, like you said, drop it. When you come back, you're first in line and we go from there. Like, how much is that on Tony to just let that drag? I
1: I don't know, because it seems to me like Tony's too nice of a fucking boss. Yeah. Like, dude's got to put his fucking foot down. But Tony Khan, at the end of the day, is a true fan. That this is dude true. is a fan of these wrestlers, of his product, just mm. in general, just a fucking fan. So maybe not growing up in the business, you know, like Triple H or Vince or anyone else, like those guys will be like, nah, fuck that. We ain't doing this. That's not fucking happening. Yeah. Tony's like, oh, you know, let's, let's work together, guys. Like trying to be like the fucking nice boss, but sometimes you just got to put your fucking foot down. Mm.
0: Yeah, we got one of the one of the top three best things in AEW, one of the top five, ten, whatever. They're one of the top best things in all of wrestling. The acclaimed versus swerve in our glory. Man, Jacob, like they say, everyone loves the acclaimed. Oh, Everybody. Yeah. I think the weird thing about this is swerve and um, leave. This was like their official breakup. wasn't seeing that coming.
1: Uh, I mean, you could see cracks in in the relationship. You know, Keith being Keith, you know, good fucking guy. Swerve, you know, definitely more heelish. But yeah, fucking God bless the fucking acclaimed. Literally, in my opinion, the best or s- probably the second best thing in wrestling right now as of SummerSlam. Or not SummerSlam, Jesus Christ. As of Survivor. <laughs> we'll talk later about that. But I, in my opinion, as of right now, second
0: best thing in fucking wrestling. Fair enough, fair enough. And they rightfully went on top. You have the main event, John Moxley, MJF. MJF, man, he cut some promos on Bleacher, other sites. How he's generational was naming San martino undertaker austin rock cena he said he is one of them he's one of the generational wrestlers in here jacob um mjf there's a lot that went into this people are chanting new champ everyone wanted mjf to win this because it was finally time shoot if this if i remember correctly he asked the lady consent and put his face in her breast before going to the ring, if this was the same match, if I remember that correctly. Yeah, he's a true professional. Yeah, and he's (laughs) like, even the devil can ask consent. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking
1: God bless it. I was like, that's fucking good shit.
0: Jacob, it was really hard for me, man. Because when MJF won, I was like, it's about time. It really is. By any means necessary, William Regal getting involved, by any means necessary. But man, it's hard because this wasn't the thing that was this wasn't the match. It's supposed it was supposed to be him and Punk. And I know we've talked about this on podcast, but I kept thinking about it. I was like, I really think that would have been the biggest match in the past 10 years. And it yes. all got fucked away. Yep. 100% Uh
1: I I agree with you. I I thought the same thing. It's like the fucking uh, like, this should have been CM Punk versus fucking MJF, and it would have been just
0: fucking awesome. If it was Punk-MJF, I think, no disrespect to John Moxley, but man, MJF was really killing him on some things. He's like, I'm especially the media thing, he's like, I'm the only real star in this damn company, because I'm going to go shoot a movie after this, and I'm like, oh, he isn't a movie now, but I'm like, if that was Punk and MJF, this would have had significantly more mainstream appeal.
1: Yeah, it, I mean honestly, it's like the the wrestling version of uh, when McGregor faced Mayweather.
0: Yeah,
2: the fucking yeah.
1: listen. The boxing match, fucking no one gave a shit about. Correct. The lead up, the yeah. lead up to the match is the best part. It's the it's not the destination. It's the journey, right yeah. there. Yeah, and, and no offense to Moxley, but you're you're right.
0: It would have been eight times better. if yeah, pump was on. And- a- and Moxley's their Captain America over there. Because ever since when the punk thing happened, again, we gave him praise last podcast. He was supposed to go on vacation for six months for carrying the damn company. And then he had to come back, win the title again, which I, I still think maybe Brian Danielson should have won that match. But it's here, neither here or there. And he carried the stuff, and he's right back in a feud with Hangman Page. I'm like, give this man a break. I gotta imagine that was on
1: his call, though. I mean, yeah, I agree. John Moxley's power, John Moxley has enough clout. He has enough pull. Moxley wants to go. Hey, I need some time off. You know, hey, I want to take my vacation. Hey, I want to spend time with my family. He can do that, and he deserves that. But I gotta imagine this is some sort of storyline that's going to end up writing him off TV for a bit.
0: Yeah, because well, I guess with the family too. Tony Khan did the next best thing and just hired his wife. So that works too but you you were alluding to it earlier he's finally champ and again i was happy like i don't want to get the i don't want listeners to think i wasn't happy he won i wanted this dude to win this title so bad but i wanted him he deserved that once in a lifetime match like build up and everything he deserved it because For many people, he's the reason they watch AEW to see what this man has to say. Because he is a must-listen, must-watch.
1: Yeah. So, here's my question for you. What did you think of Regal turning on Moxley?
0: At first, I was like, what the hell? In hindsight, on November 19th. Now, December 1st. No. 19th, I was like, what the hell? Survivor Series comes and Triple H drops that War Games video with like Regal's complication of saying War Games. I'm like, hmm. Now December 1st, I'm like, oh, they're saying Regal's contract's up. He's probably not going to resign. He's going to go and Triple H is going to swoop him again. So I'm like, was he just doing this for a send-off and all that? But then it may, he has to leave now because MJF just turned on him this Wednesday.
1: Yeah, it was really fucking weird. because so he if- has to be leaving. That'd be my guess, because honestly, like I looked at it like this: when Mox or when uh, Regal turned on Moxley and mm-hmm. aligned with MJF, I'm like, "Holy shit, what the hell?" And then I'm like, "Oh fuck, this is going to be so good," because heel regal is better than face regal. Let's yes. be honest, yeah, heel regal is fucking phenomenal. A lot of people, a lot of younger people, haven't seen that. Hmm. So let's get fucking heel regal with the best heel in wrestling right now, and let's fucking go. Like, this is going to be amazing. Fast forward to this past Wednesday, uh, MJF takes out Regal, and you're like, what the fuck? And then it's like, oh, shit. Every, like, his contract's allegedly up. And it's like, well, let's say it's not up. What the fuck do you do with him?
0: What you, do can't, do at- you can't do anything, because the night that Wednesday... Uh, Moxley came out, I was about to kill Regal and Brian Danielson came out. I was like, man, this guy saved my life, blah, 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 type shit. And freaking John Moxley hit Regal with the freaking Simba to Scarline from the Lion King, saying, run away and never come back. I'm like, is John Moxley quoting the Lion King right now? So now you you X'd him out of yeah. that combat club, that's done. So he has to go to Mox. I mean, MJF. MJF says, fuck you. You're done. You have no one else to run to, so he has to be leaving, or that's a very bad booking decision. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The only thing I could think to do with Regal
1: right now is a throw him in Ring of Honor and let him run a Ring of Honor like
0: an NXT. Or you or you got rid of his on-screen character and he's just in the back doing stuff. Which also works. But also works. Um uh, MJF's postman, post uh post game, yeah. Post Media Scrum. Th- that line is gonna be forever iconic, man. The thank you, fuck you, bye. Like <laughs> that, that that is that is top shit. Yeah, and were you shocked that he did a scrum? I was nervous. I was like, dude, I can't do this again. Even though he he did categorize every time it was supposed to be his time, someone at this damn company, legit, not work, legit got in the way just of how things work. He's like, my biggest return got screwed over by a press. Call. I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I, I was nervous, man, because I'm like, man, the last time I sat and watched one of these, like in real time close enough, I'm like, it didn't go well. So, oh, but the thank you fuck you buy is the greatest gif of the year. That's great. MJF is money. Where do we go with him? What's happening? What do we do? Who's up I first? Love- How long do we make the rain last? It's gotta last, it's gotta last a year.
1: Schalaster at least the bidding war of
0: twenty twenty four. That's another. I'm sorry, he's he's. I don't know if other people are getting hooked by it. That's getting me every time. It is hooking me in to really see when twenty twenty four hits. What is gonna happen and who is gonna sign this man? Because he's making me a believer. Must watch television. He's, Must watch television. He is making me a believer, man. Every promo, he's like. Like this, Nick? Yeah, right. I'm gonna talk to my guy Nick Khan and my buddy Triple. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. It's like if Triple H offered him six a year, would he leave? Would Tony Khan match six million a year? Like I'm really like thinking that in my head. Six million a year. Would he oh, leave Triple
1: H a fucking dead. He's got WWE money, but Tony Khan has Tony Khan.
0: Yes! Money. Like, would he match though? Because I don't think anyone on AEW is making six a year.
1: I, I I don't know what the EVPs are making, but well,
0: they don't. Have, I mean, they have two roles.
1: I wonder. I wonder what fucking Punk made. Like, I would love to know what. Mm, is Punk.
0: That's a good. That's a good barometer because you know MJ is going to want double what Punk made. I'm
1: going to want at least fucking double and a dollar more than what yeah. he made. I want w- whatever it is, double it, triple it, add one dollar, just out of spite.
0: But yeah, I was going to ask do you. Like uh, that bidding war is going to be pumped, like it really is. But with MJF, do you have them go against an like an established named first, or do you have them go like one against these pillars, young bucks? What do you do first? It's a great question. You 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 have options,
1: but it's like which way do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Which which road do you want to take? Because it's all going to end up in the bidding war of twenty twenty four. Yeah. So, but how how do we get there? You like you do have the Wardlow option. There's beef there, there's pass there. That's a storyline that writes itself. That's the first one that comes to mind. Do you have him go up against Kenny?
0: Uh, I mean, that's how you really, you'll really solidify it. Like, he's here to stay if he beats Cletty clean in a feud. Like, one, eel clean.
1: Yeah. uh, Of course, you know, Claudio, Daniel Bryan, either of those guys.
0: You think Paige gets back in the mix after he's it, done with Moxley?
1: It depends on how the
3: storyline goes with Moxley. That 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 varies.
0: I also don't want Moxley just thrown right back in here in two months. Right. Exactly. Because then we have a problem. Because then we're gonna, I'm gonna have to start bitching.
1: Yeah. Uh, you got to keep. You got to somehow keep Moxley either on vacation or be. You had to put him in good storylines away from the title. Yeah. The only way to to do it right now. But eventually you're going to get that Moxley match back. It's going to happen. That's another, you know, way you can go. I mean, do we take – Keith Lee's going to be on a singles run.
0: That's true. Do we throw
3: Keith Lee in the mix?
0: MJF is so hard because, like, when you're putting something with him, do you try and put someone – who can at least compete against him on the mic? Because that dude is at the top of the mic game right now in wrestling. And I, it's going to be hard for him to just kill everyone on the mic because it's like, oh, well, he killed him. So we know he's like, do you want someone who can at least compete with him on the mic or you want someone who matches up with him, like physically, psychologically in the ring? Because I don't know if there's that many people who do both right now.
1: Yeah, you're just going to have to separate that from, the only person that can do both consistently and can stay up with him, that's not CM Punk, because I'm pretending he's no longer in the company as of right now. Uh you do have Chris Jericho. Uh, yep. Do we want to throw him back in a feud with MJF? I mean, that of is true, we, yeah. We've seen it before, but I'll pay the I'll pay the price of admission to see it again. Oh. They had they had a listen, they did a fucking entire musical act on AEW
0: and it was awesome. So I, I, I honestly think Brian Danielson's the logical thing from a story perspective because he can come in and say, "You're the reason my best friend Regal is gone." You offer him whatever, and then you screwed him up in the end, and my whole combat club is. Di-. I think he's the logical story perspective-wise. Yeah, that would. Yep yeah, that that also work. because he's trying well, to get revenge for Regal. But then you also have to look at all these
1: people and go. Can they afford the loss to MJF? You know, are we good with basically and like like sacrificing them to MJF? Because they're going to have to do the job
0: because MJF's title run has got to be good. It's got to be long. It has to be at least a year. I'm 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 honest because it's I do think you got to take it to 2020, well, at least as close to 2024 as possible. Because then you add so much drama.
1: Oh, yeah, because I'm going to take this title and I'm going to throw it in the trash on
0: WWE. Yeah, and shit will never be the same. Like, I because if he if they make him lose early, there's going to be an emergency pod because that's not going to be okay. He cannot lose at least till 2024.
1: The title if he if he loses randomly on like a rampage or a dynamite Mm -hmm. out of the fucking blue, something's happening and you know he's going to WWE. That's what you think he made. He signed that. Yeah, at that point, I, I. at that point, man, it'd either be the most logical move or the greatest swerve I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it would be. Or, obviously, the other one, injury without repair. But then, I don't even know. I saw how long Thunder was interim. Like, I'm going to be paying attention to that because it's like, you're making MGF relinquish if he can't be there for like a month. Thunder Rosa was, she's been gone for almost months and you still had the interim tag. Right. And then also, I mean, you do have Darby Allen. You
1: also agree, have Jumbo yeah. Boy, yeah. You know, fuck. But at the same time, I don't want to fucking sacrifice them to MJF because when they move up, they have to move up and hit hard.
0: Mm-hmm. So I agree. I agree. I sacrifice Jeff Jarrett. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I have him just hundred guitar match. What?
1: Just get the shit kicked out for a hundred times with a guitar. I'd be happy with that. Fuck Jeff Jarrett.
0: Let's uh, let's transition to the other big pay per view of the month of November. Survivor series. We already said Triple H had the complication of compilation of William Regal saying war games on Twitter. That was great. First match was a war games. Team Belair, Bianca. Hey, also another thing that happened while we're gone. Becky Lynch is back. Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim versus Team Danger Control, Bailey Dakota, EO, Nikki Cross, and Rio Ripley. As uh, Team Bel Air wins the match. Jacob, I saw a tweet saying, Man, the only people who could who could stop Bianca's Belair's momentum right now is John Cena and Goku. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 like, it, obviously,
0: um Becky's the one who comes out with the pin. She jumped off the top on two of damage control on the table. Got that pin. Dick, I like the match. These girls were all going, they were all doing well. I did see a little thing like the end when Team Belair went won that, like, Alexa, Alexa was just like, mm, like She wasn't all super happy like everyone else. And then I still thank think this great thing that. is teasing. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for saying that because I've seen the same thing. And I'm like, yeah. that's yeah. odd. Huh. But I do know, like, if you remember when Becky was transforming into the man, she did take some personal shots at Bliss talking about how she's always hurt. So I do know, like, they're not the greatest of friends, but it just looks like this Bray thing is a slow burn, that she's going to transform back, or he's going to come and get revenge.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, there's a... Bray's a whole separate entity right now, so... What did you but... think of the match, though? It was it was fine. It, It was fine. I mean, I'm going to say this later, but I'll just say it now, too. I kind of hate... I hated the fact that Bianca was in this match. Mm-hmm. But I understand why they put Bianca in the
0: match. I just didn't like it. I do think you, you we see a lot of potential things that can happen. You can obviously go a Becky, Rhea Ripley, because they've had some stare down since she's been back. You can go that route. Obviously, we called it like a John Cena Batista thing. You can have Bianca and Rhea finally get that match, because Rhea literally had heart problems. During that Money in the Bank, that why she couldn't perform. There's some things going in. I will just peeping around because you know, for people who don't know, this is WWE's last pay per view of the year. The next time they're on pay per view is Royal Rumble, so we are going to have long a long bill to the Rumble. Which this Rumble might be the most unpredictable yet. Is it guys? The guys. Is it who? If The Rock doesn't show, the guys is the most unpredictable yet.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. If The Rock doesn't show, but yeah. Dude. um, I
2: don't, I
0: don't know, know who you're going to bro- pick for the women. Huh? There's, who are you going to pick for the
1: women? I don't know yet. I, See- <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Because honestly, one of my favorite things that came out of this match was mm-hmm. Rhea and Asuka. Yeah. Oscar's just been tearing
0: her up on social media and it's been fucking hilarious. Yeah. And fucking Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio showing up to Ray's house, whooping his ass, and then saying they did it because he put his Christmas tree up too early. God, those two are insufferable and it's great. Ray hasn't had a good win since 2006.
2: Well, (laughs) again,
1: Rhea's great. Dominic's. Terrible. Minus his mullet, his mullet's on point, mm-hmm. fucking wonderful. But other than that, like their dynamic is good.
0: I can't yeah. stand Dominic. Fuck it, their dynamic is just. Wonderful. I agree. I agree. Next match you had was uh, AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. The crazy thing about this is that AJ Styles but hadn't won like a main match on a pay per view in since before COVID. Jesus. It was since 2019, and I saw that stat, and he was, like, on a 10-big pay-per-view losing streak. And it's weird to... Where do you find these stats at? Like, hold your Dude, it was weird. I'll have to look it up, and give because they gave the whole list of the pay-per-views, but Styles beating Balor, I was just like, thank the gods, it's finally time that he won a match. What did you think? I mean, I think both, obviously... Both men are professionals. I wasn't going to be concerned about this match. What did you think of this match? I mean, AJ Styles is so
1: good, it doesn't matter if he wins or loses. He's just, he's that good. I would have wanted to see Finn win, though, over Styles.
0: Uh, Just going forward. I will say, this is Finn Balor's, where the hell is it? This is Finn Balor's, like, last. He hasn't lost. Like, he's being protected. Triple H is protected that guy. So... right. Well, oh, and AJ Styles' thing, is his first pay-per-view and his last win, his singles pay-per-view win was 2019 against Humberto <laughs> Carleo. That was his last win on pay-per-view.
1: Who the hell is Humberto Carmelo?
0: I think he was one of the... Ah, he's one of the guys... He was one of... He was in that. Uh, I'm trying to think. It was one of the Luchador Mexican groups. Oh. oh, okay, like Lucha House Party or something. Yeah. Okay. He was on a ten pay per view losing streak.
1: Fuck. Well, I mean, if you if he beat some guy, I have no idea who the hell it is. I'm just starting... <laughs> Holy shit! But uh, that's that's something. But it was a it was a good match. I mean, did we expect anything less?
0: No, no, no. This I was mean... that was easy money. The next match. Is gonna be the same. Do we expect anything less? Because the next match was the worst match on the card.
1: Oh, fucking Shotzi and Rhonda.
0: Shotzi and Rhonda. So two positives from this. One, Shotzi being the number one, well, number one contender, as we talked about, Ade, That was fresh. I never thought she'd be a number one contender in her whole wrestling. I'm I know that might be a little harsh. I never thought she'd be a double contender. There's too many people right now. No disrespect to her. Four Horsewomen, Asuka, Bianca, Rhea, Alexa, EO. I thought there was but too she, many people. But she has the she has something the rest
1: of them don't. The she, tank? Besides, besides the... Which was another
0: positive, having that back.
1: It was uh, the fact she can take the loss and nothing changes.
0: That's a good literally, point. Literally nothing changes. That's <laughs> a really good point. I if never someone else...
1: If someone else bigger takes that loss, it means more than fucking Shotzi because no one gave a fuck about this match at
3: all,
0: in the slightest.
3: No one cared.
0: That's a really good point. I actually did not think of it like that. I just thought of it from when I'm watching that match. I'm like, this is terrible. Ronda did not want to take that bump outside the ring. That was bad. That was was... bad. I mean, uh,
1: okay, I'm just going to go ahead and ask this. Because I, I, I've been known to be slightly biased mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, <laughs> has there been one moment Ronda Rousey's done and you're just like, holy shit, this is amazing?
0: I can't think of fucking one. You know what's crazy? Because people are asking how she's regressed. I think the debut, her debut match at WrestleMania was good. Like, I didn't expect her to be that. Well, she was in there with Triple H and like Kurt Angle. So there obviously- Triple
1: H and Kurt Angle. Fucking I know great. They're going to make her look phenomenal.
0: And like Stephanie being like from being like the boss bitch to being like scared of shit. She always does that really well. But I feel like my favorite Ronda match wasn't even because of her. My favorite Ronda match is her and Charlotte at Survivor Series because that was the one time I have rooted for Charlotte with all of my heart to beat that woman. Yeah. But again, I was sitting there and I'm like, alright. I'm fed up. I've had enough. Charlotte, you've been gone for almost a year. It's time to come back and take this fucking title. Like I, I'm, I'm fed up. And she's the only. And we've said it for. She's the only one who can do it. Her and Becky. But do you even? Byron, shout out to him because he'll be. but he even's like I don't even know if I want Becky and Ronda anymore after watching that match. Like it doesn't have the same luster for me anymore. That's what he said, and that's what a lot of the internet wrestling community's saying. Yeah.
1: Not wrong, I and mean, you're not you're not wrong at all. I mean that that fire's not white hot anymore, and just, no one really, no one really fucking cares anymore. Let me like, give
0: you something else okay. that I saw today that's going to get you super pumped because God knows this they need they need some four horsewomen on that side. There's rumors that the Royal Rumbles women's match is going to be Ronda versus Raquel for the title. Oh God, <laughs> I mean. It, <laughs> It makes sense because no one gives two shits about Raquel. And Raquel is uh, Dakota's friend, so she wants to avenge her friend.
1: No one fucking cares. No one fucking
0: cares. I just want... I want Rhonda and Shayna. I do want to actually see that. That
1: that intrigues me. Yeah. Because I could see Rhonda doing the job and dropping the title For her friend. Yes. I could see that. And I'd be okay with that. That's... Jesus Christ, I never thought I'd say it, but that's the only fucking match that intrigues me.
0: Yeah, that, which we'll see how that goes. But yeah, this match was, it was so good. And before I'd it be happy to
1: see Shana with a fucking title again.
0: That's a whole other, that's the up. I agree. This match caught a lot of people by surprise on how good it was. People saying the best match of the night. Seth, Bobby, and Austin. Seth Rollins, man, for a guy, he has put a lot. And a lot of people over, and he's one of the top. What would you say? Top three, top three stars in WWE. Oh,
1: n- number number two.
0: Number two. Just just playing across the board. Number two, because he's carried fucking raw. He has. He has. And carried that. Put the team on your back. And Bobby Lashley's presentation has been it's been really good these past runs. Like this dude's been a dominating force, just beating the shit out of people. And Austin Theory losing that briefcase which shocked a lot of people but now it's transformed Austin into a hungry wrestler on the storyline because it's one of those things that where as Roman Reigns said, daddy's not here to save you anymore. You need to be a man and do this shit yourself. And to shocking everyone, Theory won the title. Like, but What'd you think of this match? Because I I was digging it, man. They were all working
1: hard. All right. If we're going to talk about this match, we have to talk about the absolutely beginning the of Bay the Beyblades? The <laughs> fucking Beyblades. All right. So paint a picture. It's me and my wife and our two friends are over here. We're watching War Games, They're mm-hmm. Survivor Series War Games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And fucking theory comes out, and it's fucking Beyblades. And I thought the, like the camera crew, truck crew, fucked up. Mm-hmm. i'm like dude they're putting a fucking advertisement over his beyblade like over his intro i'm like oh my god that's so like they have to be ribbing him
2: mm-hmm. like
1: this has to be a fucking joke and then michael cole starts talking about it. I'm like oh my god they're really fucking advertising beyblades i'm like first off beyblades are still a thing yeah i had no fucking idea but uh, all right so beyblade's a thing mm-hmm. and I, like I was laughing, I was joking because I was like, even asking like my wife, "I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing since WrestleMania in the Mike's Harder match with Shinsuke and Rick Boogs was just a giant advertisement." <laughs> I'm like, "This is just a fucking advertisement for Beyblades." Like, how much sponsor mind did they throw into this?
0: Yeah, I see Selena Vega and some others doing some Beyblade advertising as well. I thought that was that was hilarious because I'm like, "Ooh, Beyblades, okay." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, oh, at first I'm like. But, uh, like, I was like, this is fucking hilariously dumb. And I'm like, fuck it. Let's go Austin Theory. I'm like, I want the Beyblade boy to fucking, the boyhood dream come true for fucking Austin Theory. I was laughing because it was just a, it was a joke. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then the match is going. I'm like, fuck, this is actually a really good match.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Very good. And I was like, fuck it. And I'm like, I'm like off my seat, like cheering for fucking Austin Theory. Just ridiculous, just to make myself laugh. So, like, dang, he ain't gonna fucking win. And then the fucker won, and I'm like, holy shit. Let's go. Austin Theory.
0: Man, you already know, internet western community, they were already saying Austin Theory is what Sammy wishes he was. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Sammy Garvia. I was just like, cause oh, they,
3: oh, okay. Not okay. Sammy's, no,
0: not, not Sammy Uso, but Sammy Garvia.
3: <laughs> uh, all right, well,
2: I mean Sammy they actually Guevara,
0: are, they, go are, they actually are kind of similar. They actually there was one where they were both wearing a leather jacket, and I was like, oh man, they actually do kind of look similar. I mean, they're they're both good in their own right. I mean,
1: Sammy Guevara in ring talent-wise is fucking phenomenal. He is like, he's, he's really a- good. He's a- but a- seeing a- this hungry Austin Theory is completely revitalized, rejuvenated his entire character. This is the best thing that ever happened to
0: him. Yeah, and Triple H said it in their post game thing. He's post game. Yeah, I'm calling them post games. But he was just like, yeah, you send me. He went from he went from having nothing after he lost the briefcase to now you see like this is what he could really do when he's actually like focused, and I really like that. It was a good move. Get that briefcase off him. Actually make him work. You get to the main event, Team Bloodline versus Team Brawling Brutes. With uh, Drew and Kevin. On Friday night Smackdown. Kevin's talking to Sammy. Saying he needs to take out the bloodline. Before they take him out. Jay overhears it. Sammy lies to Jay. Jay tells Roman on Saturday. Roman calls Sammy in. Sammy tells him the truth. Gives him a hug. All That just leads up to the match. And. It got to the point too. Where. Jay was in there first. And then Jimmy was going to go help him. This is one of my favorite spots in the match. I wasn't even mad. Jimmy's going to go help him. Roman grabs him by the shirt, says, Mm-mm, points at Sammy, tells him to go in there. So you got Sammy and Jay for a bit. Obviously, we know Roman was the last one in. Bloodline was going to win. But they're Jacob, man. The Bloodline, they are them. They, they are it. This story is phenomenal with Sammy.
1: Yeah. Uh- also, shout out to Paul Heyman mm-hmm. um because of a couple things. One, uh when they're doing the uh when Roman's talking to Sammy in the back, and Paul just sitting in the corner holding his titles and just staring the whole time, like a concerned boyfriend. It's fucking hilarious, and I love it and I'm here for it. And then also when they go out to the cage and stuff, mm-hmm. Roman gives uh Paul that, I want to say a Hawaiian lay, but I know that's not right, whatever the fuck it is, and Paul, like, kisses it, and I'm like, this is odd, like, way to just put in the character, I I love it, I also love the fact that during all of that, Roman's just sitting down in a chair,
2: Yeah, (laughs) like,
1: everyone else is standing like, let's go, let's go, Roman's just like, nah, you keep your ass in here. You go. And, like, fucking awesome. And this is the best thing in wrestling right now. This is the only thing that's topping the acclaimed. Yeah. This this is so fucking good right now.
0: And then you think about it, too, for people who didn't see the finish. Like, you think it's finally going to be time. Sammy's going to turn. He hits Kevin in the nuts. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> Honestly.
1: Good for Sammy, considering how many times Kevin has fucked them over. I yeah. guess it's like,
3: eh, kind of deserved it.
0: And Sammy and Jay, they team up and they take out Kevin and then they win. This to me, Jacob, I don't know like the exact number set, but this is the first time in a very long, long time that Roman Reigns has been involved in a match and he didn't get the pin. Like, that's just storytelling how it was Sammy and Jay. Put aside their differences to work together to get this win for the bloodline. You finally see Jay and Sammy embrace. Like, that is good storytelling. Oh, it was so heartwarming. (laughs) I mean, Roman didn't need the win. He didn't, but, you know, typically he gets that last. It's just weird. It was weird for me. Like, holy shit. Sammy and Jay are the ones who are going to win it for him. Well, Sammy and Jay, I, I can't believe I'm saying
3: this.
1: They're the bigger storyline. And Roman, like I seen someone post this and I was like, it really got me thinking. Every pay-per-view, I, I know Roman doesn't he's part-time full time. <laughs> Fine. But every pay-per-view he has is a very story driven mm-hmm. sports entertaining. Driven, purposely done match, and it moves a storyline on every
0: time. Agreed. You and it's it's done extremely well. Agreed. No, I 100 percent agree. But dude, he was talking about it too. Like, look what the bloodline. They've they have created a lot of stars. Like Sammy, this is the biggest Sammy has been in. WWE in, in a mainstream way. Like not the what was the What was his title in NXT? The Underground Wrestler from the what was it? The Underdog from the Underground? The
1: underdog from the Underground.
0: Yeah, he ain't the Underdog no more, and he ain't in the Underground. This dude is a mainstream Undertaker was just shouting him praise. Like he he's like Sammy Zayn's. What makes the bloodline work so well? He, like, he's, you're getting rubs from Taker now. Yeah. Uh
1: also like shout out to Solo.
0: A- I love him. I
1: love <laughs> I, I know like everything was basically revolved around Sammy and Jay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Understandably so. But dark horse of that match, solo.
2: Mm-hmm. Holy
1: fuck. I mean,
0: he literally just, he kills me and doesn't. He doesn't talk. He doesn't smile unless Sammy makes him break character, which that's also a great thing. Seeing Sammy make all these people break character, but oh, like yeah. he just whoops ass and just goes to work, whoops ass and
1: leaves. Yeah, it's it's good. It's done. It's done right. It's not too much. It's tasteful. Mm-hmm. It's you know sprinkling sprinkling some parsley on top of your dinner. It just nice little fucking pop here. It just brings it just fucking nice. I love it. Fucking love it. Solo's going to be someone big.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean,
1: I've I've seen the rumors. I'm going to throw this out there. What if Solo is the guy that fucks over the bloodline?
0: Oh, from, because we all, we know it's going to be, well, we know it's going to be Sam, but, wow. That would, dude, that's sports entertain on a whole new level, because that's one we would not see coming. I mean, if you Fucking Solo's in his fucking name.
2: All
1: right? <laughs> he's the forgotten brother. He was the guy that didn't get fucking brought up, had mm-hmm. to fucking battle his way up, blah, 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 whatever. There's a fucking storyline here. There's... I can see it, and I'm okay with it.
0: People are saying, like, he's the re- is like the elder sultan for a real reason to take out Rome. And that, like, dude, that would, holy shit. That would be crazy. I am Playing seeing back, rumors, though, that, seed
1: uh... In the back of your mind and let it grow. It's gonna be
0: stuck there now. Dude, that's crazy. Like holy shit. Now I mean I'm gonna be thinking about that. There's rumors that it's gonna be Kevin and uh Roman at the Royal Rumble. Cause I do want to say again, this is this was the last pay-per-view for WWE to the Royal Rumble. So Jacob, we are we're really gonna be on the track to WrestleMania now, every podcast going forward.
1: Dude, miss, I gotta fucking bring out my Mr. Consistent card again because I haven't had that in a minute. <laughs>
2: like,
0: <laughs> we gotta I do think we should come back later in December with like some of our favorite moments of the uh wrestling year. Oh hell hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I... Alright, so we are
1: going in the rest. Oh, something else. What's up with the beef between Roman and Kevin?
0: So apparently the smack we saw Kevin smacked Roman first. Apparently it was just too hard. That was it. Mm-hmm. So you know, you get it too hard, you think someone's taking liberties with you, you know how wrestling is. That's how it all started. That was it. I Obviously, mean, they that, both finished the that match.
1: was their fucking right-hooked Braun Strowman, and <laughs> they were perfectly fine. Yeah, so. Slow the fuck down. One of my favorite things ever.
0: Speaking uh, of Braun Strowman, Triple H said, you ain't gonna be doing that shit here and had him lose to Ricochet. Hmm. <laughs> Vince McMahon would, like- would never, never <laughs>
1: Which is good because Ricochet fucking needs it. That's that's a guy The Rock personally shouted out and said, this guy's going to be a freaking headline WrestleMania main event or champion, blah, blah, blah. And fucking good God, he got to the main roster and they didn't do shit with him. But that was in the Vince McMahon era. We're in the Triple H era.
0: Yeah. And we're really going to see, man. Because I know war game, it was it was good War Games. We're going to see what he has in store for Royal Rumble. So this, this is going to be him picking.
3: Yeah, it's going to be good. I mean, all right. So we're
1: theoretically two podcasts out from the give or take to the Royal Rumble podcast pre mm-hmm. pre show podcast.
0: Which Byron is going to be back. Hopefully, get Justin on. We know I know for a fact Byron Byron the Captain always comes for the road to WrestleMania. He's on every pod on the road. Yeah,
1: I, if we need we need Goldberg to come back since Justin's going to be on. I I need that. I don't, think, it's, I don't think he's coming
0: back anytime soon.
1: Um, but uh, all right. So, have you thought about who's going to win the Rumble?
0: Like, I ha- I I really have because since there's no pay per views, I don't see uh, Roman is not going to lose for the rest of the year. I don't think Bianca is going to lose for the rest of the year, and I know Ronda's not going to lose. So those titles, I'm like, whoever women's wise, are you going to challenge Bianca? Are you going to challenge Ronda? It has to be someone. Now I'm starting to kind of feel this. If Ronda's the Shayna Baszler thing, if it's not Charlotte but or Becky, Charlotte or Becky, because both those stories are the only ones that make sense. But then Charlotte and Bianca, because Bianca was on the interview saying, I'm almost at my goal. I've beaten three out of the four horsewomen, two in WrestleMania main events. And obviously, Bailey, they had a huge feud. There's only one left, and it's the final boss. That sells itself. So it's like, but I don't know, man. Charlotte's healthy. She's she's just not there. They're saving her. Is she going to win the fucking Rumble? I've been thinking of... But Charlotte, to her credit, because she really could have come back anytime she wanted, and she hasn't, which... But now you've made it's one of those absence makes the heart grow fonder. God damn, they need her on SmackDown because at least SmackDown she'll win, but she'll put some people over in the match. Damn it, Ronda's champ. It's just like I know she's not losing to a few select people. Charlotte, she's lost to a Naomi. She like I could see her. She let Carmella cash on her twice. Yeah, but she won the title back like a day later, so... Yeah, but at least at least to get that rub, man. The Nikki one was one of the worst ever, but they need her, because the women's division in SmackDown is terrible. You compare SmackDown to Raw, it's night and day. Yeah. But the women's hard. It really is. And the men, if you take out... Like, every time I do it, take out Dwayne, because Dwayne does so much shit, but doesn't come back for his own stuff. Like yesterday, he just bought all these freaking... Candy bars from a place he used to steal from. me. It's was kind of like, dude, you didn't even come to your 25th anniversary. Everyone else came back. Lesnar came back for his 20th. Like, goddamn, dude. But you take the way now.
3: Cody Rhodes. Seth Rollins. These are people who
0: I think. Uh, Finn Gargano. My dark horse right now. Who will get a mega pop. Returning Randy Orton. Because now there's some talks about he might not wrestle again because of the injury he got. But he comes back. So those are like five, just five off the bat. And there could be dark like a month. Like there's so many. Solo now. You got me in the solo thing now. My dark horses
1: right now are Finn. I I, I, I can see Finn Balor possibly being the guy. I can see it too. To take one title.
0: Take one title.
1: Not from like not at WrestleMania. I'm saying after WrestleMania,
0: I can oh, see. Oh, okay. If Dwayne comes, Roman beats Dwayne, then it's Finn who. I can see Finn doing it because he's been this Judgment Day. There, you know, they're I, I just feel like it's
1: been a time filler, and I'm like, all right, why are we doing this time filler? There has why to be are some, they
0: protecting him so well?
1: Bingo. And yeah. and remember Roman. Never beat thing clean. Oh, I know. I was there live. I was yeah, there because, live. I mean, he didn't beat him clean. There's a storyline.
0: So you have fucking options. And he has his group, too. Because no disrespect. Sammy, you run into Rhea Ripley, you're getting your ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> Rhea Ripley is a... She is a star, man. She is an X factor Dude, she's She's so over
1: right now. Like... The shit she's doing, like, I didn't mention this earlier, but she's so over, like, she very well could be the head of the fucking Judgment Day, almost.
0: Which you might see. She's so over that Vicky Guerrero wore her shirt on AEW! Hell yeah! Like, that's love, man, like, dude, I don't know, it's, it's, when we get every, like, once I realized this was the last one, I was starting to be like, holy shit, I need to start having, like, real predictions for the Rumble. Like if the uh, DeWin- like if, De- like if, De- like if to the men's, like I do think Cody, but I don't know how serious. Like I don't know if he's coming back in time. I don't know if they're just going to completely. Sw- this is Triple H picking the Rumble for the first time. Like this is cr- this is going to be crazy. And you have to, and it's so weird because
1: I really don't think Roman's going to lose at Mania. I think it's going to be after. I've I've been saying that for yep, a fucking you have, now. you have, but you have to put in someone so fresh. So new, so different, that I had to question that. Which comes down to Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. Randy Orton, you know, uh Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Top three, that's
0: that's who I could see. You don't see a dark I you don't see a dark horse like Seth taking one because Seth has been putting all these people over for a year. He's gonna get due for a run. <sighs>
3: I guess I could Seth see it. never. He I never technically like it, lost like to Roman
1: either. He never I lost. Feel like it, I feel like that's too safe though. Okay. Mm, okay. Like, okay. like I, I've seen, I've seen that. I've seen it before. I guess I'll pay the price of admission, but I'm just going to be more reluctant to pay that price of the admission.
0: Because he's over. Can you imagine that crowd if he beats Roman? Though, whoa! Like, oh my goodness. He's fucking awesome. I mean,
1: Seth. I mean, it's. Once again, it's hard because both titles are one title
2: mm-hmm.
1: or one person. So, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, fuck it. You can go to Raw. But, fuck no, I guess he can't because Roman. You have where's to where's your guy Gabe
3: Stevenson at?
1: <sighs> fuck, I don't know, dude.
0: <laughs> he's training in AEW. I mean, I
2: probably. What are you
0: doing? Man, remember when they had baby Brock on W. Parker? And then they're like, yeah, you got to go. <laughs> and then he's on AEW now. He was supposed to be the next big thing, too.
1: <laughs> Dude, they brought him and fucking, uh, what's her name? Eve Marie. Oh. Also, shout out to Eve Marie for thanking Vince McMahon like six months later after he
0: fucking it's retired. Terrible. Fucking terrible. But no, man, I'm excited because every podcast now until literally that first weekend, that first week in February where we review the Royal Rumbles, what are we thinking? Who's coming back from injuries? Who's this? Who's that? Where's the stories going? Yeah, he's he's going to be the fun
1: surprises? Going to be a lot of fun surprises. But honestly, you almost don't need fun surprises because we have so many returns. We don't need other people just coming up being like, hey, I don't need Tatanka showing up at the fucking Royal Rumble.
0: I don't need Kane showing up either. He's going through some legal issues right now, so he should take care of those. But yeah, you see last thing have you seen stone cold he had to shut the rumors down he's like hey i'm working out again cuz i looked in the mirror and i felt like shit don't start thinking i'm coming back again like i was like typical steve
2: <laughs>
0: yeah saying. yeah i did
1: see that yeah uh yeah i mean listen we we got in my opinion the best sundock we could have ever gotten for him, with stone yeah. cold at mania you you can't you can't write an ending better than that.
0: Yeah. Let him keep let him just let him just be Steve. You know, if Punk was patient, that would have been him. Oh That was another thing we didn't fucking get was Stone Cold versus CM Punk. I I still watch that uh promo for the video game WWE thirteen and him, Steve and um JR. I still watch that like once every couple months because that shit was heat. Like I was like, Oh, there's some real tension, like they're getting me like I want to see them go at it. I still play WWE 13 at Seoul. Oh, it's right. good. That's good. Okay. So good, ja- Jacob. Man, this has been fun. We're we're on the road to WrestleMania. Can't wait to come back in a couple weeks. Talk some crazy like our favorite wrestling things of the year, and also, couple weeks. L7C's legendary end of year podcast will be coming soon. Hopefully, okay. it's at a time where Jacob can be there and the whole crew with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be sending those emails out actually probably tonight or tomorrow to see what scheduling So I think I got a day I want to do it. So, well, send it out if I can do
1: it. I'll do it. If not, we'll do a second part, and half the people will come back just to <laughs> fucking be on the podcast with, with us. So I'm I'm good with it either way. Apparently, I'm a, popu- I'm a popular star here on fucking Sun and c Hey
0: man, you're. Like you said, nickname, Mr. Consistent, and now it's about, you're going to go to busy season. Thank God. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Like, I want to start banging out fucking
1: podcasts, guys.
0: With that being said, thank you, everyone, for listening to the L7C podcast. We really had a fun time doing this wrestling one, because now we're in the road to WrestleMania. You're going to hear us say that probably for the next three months. So, sorry about that. We're not going to be like Michael Cole when he's like, it's Boston. We're not going to be like that. But, it, it is the road. We'll be back in a couple weeks talking some of our favorite moments of 2022. And yeah, this is the L7C signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms. And we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.